What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is me. It is me. We too deep. All right, now that I'm done ripping off DDP, there, uh, let's uh, uh, let's dive on in. We got another episode here, the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all for um, tuning in again. Whether you're on podcast networks like Spotify, Apple, Google, if you're there, click follow or subscribe, or whatever it is, turn on your notifications. That way, anytime an episode drops, you get the alert. I want to go ahead and just say thank you to everyone who has tuned in over the past 365 days as we're finishing out the year of 2023. Uh, just checked my, I guess, Spotify. You know, they do their end-of-the-year thing, uh, Spotify Wrapped. And I don't, I don't use Spotify personally. Um, and so, you know, we don't have, you know, it's not like ginormous numbers, but compared to where I was at the end of 2022, 2023 was a fantastic year. And I want to say thank you to every single person who has tuned in and, and it has continued to support this podcast and uh, continue and will continue to support it as we move forward into 2024. Um, before we dive on into what we're actually going to talk about, uh, let's sort of do an overview of what we're going to talk about. And then, um, but before we get into all of that, let's, let's start with some housekeeping. Um, and, and the first thing, and, and this was already sort of announced a couple weeks ago in the actual discord page, but I do want to make it official, um, on the actual podcast itself. And that is um, sort of how the show will will be branded um, in the future, um, starting today um, and moving forward. Um, me, me, my, um, you know, you guys know Junkyard James, it's my brother, as well as um, Cody, who runs with him as well, are going to sort of be running the the Discord sort of together. Um, to where it's not just the slapping meat wrestling discord. Um, it is now sort of both of our communities. And the idea behind all of this is to promote community within the wrestling world. Um, I feel so often there's this divide between casual um, and hardcore, especially in the, the sort of casual circles. Um, a lot of casual fans tend to try to be, um, se- try to segregate themselves from the hardcore fan base um, at, at times. And uh, my goal has always been one to use this as a, a voice to, to, to voice my opinion. Um, and if that means that I build an audience, that's fantastic. Um, and as I grow uh, an audience, being able to um, create the best content possible and create the best experience possible is the ultimate goal that I have for this show. Um, whether, right. 
And so it's never been about trying to build, you know, an empire that, that listens to me and, and, and makes me like the end all be all of, of the wrestling. I don't want that. I don't want to be Dave Meltzer. I don't. Um, this has all been, this has always been about community, getting a bunch of people together and enjoying wrestling. And if y'all enjoy what I say, I, I kind of question y'all mental sanity sometimes because I say some crazy stuff. Uh, but with that being said, part of the rebrand is it's going to be the junkyard media group, um, discord channel now. Um, with that being said, the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast will now move and be a part of the uh, Junkyard Media Group, um, and they've made some changes on their end as well, where their their podcast is now um, beyond the Junkyard, um, where it's mostly going to be, you know, a lot of wrestling content. Maybe they'll talk some sports every now and then, um, but with that, um, to sort of um, you know, make this short as, as quickly as possible. We are going to rebrand the show. We're going to do this live. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see this. If you're listening on podcast networks, you're probably thinking, what the hell am I talking about? Um, but typically in the uh, upper right corner of the uh, video is typically the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast logo. Um, we're going to change that right now to the Junkyard Media Group logo, and that will be that way from now on um, as we just made the change, right? So there we go. We have rebranded uh, the the show. Um, that's just the sort of, we're, and we're actually going to move it to the bottom left now. Um, and as you already see on the ticker on the bottom, I've already changed the name of the Discord to the uh, Junkyard Media Group Discord. Um, it's just rebranding. Um, we are JMG, Junkyard Media Group. I'm happy to be here. I think they have, uh, James and Cody have the same sort of mentality I have, just, just creating a community of wrestling fans, whether you're casual or not. That's what we want to uh, create. With part of this group, or part of this, I guess, deal me, James, and Cody sort of came together with, I will be on his podcast once a month on James and Cody's podcast, and they will be on periodically um, starting in the new year, um, as will friend of the show, DJ Wavy D. They will be on um, the show periodically um, as much as they want to be on. We will have an episode for them. Uh, the plan is to do a normal episode like, like, like this on a Monday and then on Tuesday to do James, Cody and wavy D, or maybe it's just me and wavy D for one week. That's the plan to sort of do two episodes a week. One, just me giving my opinions and then the other having like wavy D on and James and Cody potentially on as well, but that will start in the new year. Um, starting in 2024. Um, with that, um, we will, we will have this episode, um, the next episode of the show will come out on Wednesday and it's going to be NXT deadline predictions. I was going to do that today, but the show is kind of busy. Plus I want to be able to watch NXT tomorrow, 
to try and get uh, the final parts of this story before I make my predictions going into Saturday. And then the final episode of 2023 will be next Tuesday. Um, it'll be the final episode will be next Tuesday. It's going to be the best of 2023 episode, which will have me. We'll have DJ wavy D will have James junkyard James, and we'll have uh, Cody as well. So all four of us will come here that I've already given them the criteria. We will sit here and discuss our best of 2023 please definitely tune into that one, give your opinions. Um, and that will be a definitely fun episode of, of the podcast to end 2023. Um, and as we move in sort of to the, the Christmas season, um, just being able to uh, celebrate and, and relax during Christmas, New Year's and all of that. Um, so with that, that long introduction, let's talk some wrestling. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, um, is over the weekend, I had to do some defending of AEW and that's something that you probably heard then you probably had to double take and you, you, I did what we to do. We T excuse me. I can't talk apparently either. We too deep had to do what now? Yeah. I defended AEW over the weekend and it wasn't their content. I, it wasn't what their, their product that I defended. I defended them as a company, and 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 here's why. I guess John Moxley was asked a question about CM Punk's return, and his his reply was essentially around the uh, essentially um, the response was simply, you know, they do entertainment, we do wrestling. It's a some sort of like a summary of what John Moxley said, and apparently that didn't sit right with some people. And, and in a group I was in, it didn't sit right with some people in that group. And, and I don't necessarily think that they're wrong, but I, I did have to defend AEW. And I do want to sort of get this more, you know, on record. Um, AEW definitely is not, you know, equal content to WWE. WWE is way superior. However, with that being said... I don't think it's fair to judge and critique John Moxley for this quote when Vince McMahon himself has also said this same statement. Uh, um, the, so the story goes, and this was told by Bischoff, the story goes that Ted Turner bought WCW. He got on the phone. He called Vince McMahon and basically said, hey, Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. And, and, and to which Vince McMahon basically responded, congratulations, I'm in the sports entertainment business, right? So if we want to get mad at anybody for this sort of distinction between pro wrestling and, and, and sports entertainment, get mad at Vince McMahon for even creating the argument itself. Um, because I don't know what sports entertainment is. Like if we, if we go back and watch wrestling in the seventies and the eighties, they're doing, I guess, what we would consider sports entertainment, but wrestling itself has always been a form of entertainment. There's always been, you know, different styles of and gimmicks, and it's always been an entertainment source. Let's not get mad at Moxley for that. Let's understand that. How do we define wrestling? 
pro wrestling has always been what AEW is doing. Maybe subtract all the flips and kicks um, and acrobatics. Excuse me. But, but AEW is not doing anything different. AEW as a company sees themselves as pure pro wrestling. We're doing what pro wrestling was in the in the 70s and the 80s. You'll have to understand what Tony Khan is doing before you judge it. He believes that he is he is bringing back. He wants to to sort of bring back his childhood with with Jim Crockett Promotions, which was bought by Turner and turned into the to WCW. Um and and, and so He's that's what he he sees that style of 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 showmanship as pure pro wrestling, whereas WWE doesn't necessarily care about the the, the wrestling part, but more so the entertainment part. And everybody, uh, everybody, I thought understood this, that they are two separate products. So my entire argument is this. We can't judge AEW the same way we judge WWE. There are two separate there are two separate philosophies and how they view themselves. And so WWE has to be viewed through the WWE lens. And if I am wearing the WWE lens and I turn on AEW, I'm not going to understand it because I'm watching it through the wrong lens. Same thing goes if I'm watching AEW through the AEW lens and I turn on WWE, I'm not going to see it the same way watching it through the wrong lens. You have to judge AEW for what it is, not for what it isn't. And I know this sounds kind of crazy coming from me, who always seems to be critiquing AEW, but this is exactly what I do. I judge AEW for what it is, not for what it isn't. Um, so AEW's critique to me is more so on a business perspective and not from booking. Um, that's number one. But but number two, if I were to critique booking, I critique it in a way that where it's painfully obvious that I'm not comparing it to what it's not because it isn't WWE. And we got to get out of this mindset that we can just compare the two products because they're not the same. This is not the same as Coke versus Pepsi. It's not that type of comparison. This is like comparing Coke versus name any other drink. That's not, not a soda, right? This is like compare. It's, it's separate. It's a different product. Altogether, it's a different philosophy. WWE does sports entertainment. AEW does pro wrestling, and 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 I don't think there's anything wrong in saying that. That being said, AEW does create their own issues by trying to compare themselves to WWE when they are clearly not at that level of 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 uh, showmanship. To me, AEW is just a giant independent show. That has a TV deal. If you've never been to an indie wrestling show, first off, go out and support your indie shows. Because without the independence, the AEW doesn't exist. I think WWE would exist because they just find a way to find talent. But a lot of the young people, a lot of the people in WWE now that we love, you know, I'm thinking Rollins, I'm thinking uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, Ricochet, um, you know, guys like that, that, that literally put, made their name on the independent Cody, 
made his name on the independent scene, right? And so without those promotions, we don't have um, wrestling, in my opinion. Um, I think casual fans in particular really need to get out of this mindset that it's just WWE. I feel that a lot of them have the mindset that if everything disappeared and WWE was by itself, that it would be able to it would be able to to succeed and thrive um, without an independent scene. And that's just that's just not true. It's not true. You need that 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 independent scene to to develop new talent to to make um, way for new talent to come into WWE because not everyone fits the WWE mold. And so that indie scene does give people the opportunity to not necessarily I'm not saying oh we got to be thankful that it, that we have all these small smaller promotions to have them to, because people get to work here but in the same in the same way you know we wouldn't have ricochet in WWE if it wasn't for the independent scene um and so I think we have to support the indie scene we got to make sure it stays healthy and thrives um, and I definitely think casual fans go to a, go to one of your local shows. I, I guarantee you, you will have a great time. I guarantee you, you will have a great time. Go there with with zero uh, judgment towards the product, and without trying to find something to hate. And I guarantee you, you will you enjoy every single minute of it. And so that's where we'll start there. The next thing that I want to talk about is CM Punk. And this is going to be something we talk about over probably the rest of the year. And like I said, I don't have that many episodes left this year. So this uh, this will probably be the last time I talk about him in 2023. Um, but, but I never really got to fully express my thoughts on CM Punk returning. Um, in last episode with DJ Wavy D as we talked about Survivor Series. Um, so... I do again. I want to mention the idea that I've never once, I never once stated that I can remember that CM Punk was not coming back. My statement was that he would not be needed, um, and and that's a completely different argument. Um, so my argument is that CM Punk was not needed in WWE. Not that he wasn't coming back. I'm, I want to make that painfully clear before people come to me and be like, "Oh, uh, 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 now you got to eat this crow because you were wrong." I wasn't wrong. He's still not necessary, right? He, he really isn't. He's not necessary, but he's sort of like that whipped cream and cherry on top of the sundae. Like you don't need it, but since you got, since we got it, let's go ahead and enjoy it. Um, now, with him being back, I mean, of course, we'll get Rollins more than likely. We'll get Reigns more than likely. Outside of that, I don't really know what else I would like to see him do. Nothing else really, um, you know, titillates the juices as they would say with maximum male models. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really necessarily know what else I would want to see CM Punk do other than what I've already said I would have him do, which is form a heel faction in NXT that overtakes the main roster. I feel like that would be the best way to get over a lot of up-and-coming talent. That's just me, though. Uh, so the big thing that I want to talk about, though, with CM Punk returning is now you have CM Punk back. You have Randy Orton back. You already have a, uh, a very stacked upper part of the, the roster with Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Solo, um, and and uh, Judgment Day, 
Damian Finn and all of them, right? So you, so you have a, a very, very stacked uh, main card, right? Upper card. And your mid card now means that, I mean, the mid card's okay. It, it needs some work. But you have a new member that is now, I believe, permanently lost in the shuffle in WWE. And I told y'all this would happen. I told you exactly what would happen with this man. Everybody for, you know, since what, Money in the Bank have been telling me, oh, we too deep. You're wrong about him. He's the biggest star in the company. And I've sat here and said time and time and time again, I'm not going to buy it until they give him the title that y'all think he deserved. And he didn't get it. And this man is L.A. Knight. So here's my question. Is L.A. Knight lost in the shuffle? Now, everybody say it with me. Yeah, L.A. Knight's lost in the shuffle, man. Just like I said would happen. He, he is literally the definition of flavor of the month. You, you got a little taste of him. You like him, but not enough to, to care now that CM Punk is back. Not enough to care now that Randy Orton's back. Not enough to care now that we have Judgment Day. And not enough to care that we have everything else that's happening in WWE happening. And LA Knight just sort of gets thrown out here. He sells the merchandise. He's he's fans for certain parts of the fan base. But he's not top-tier talent. And I've been telling y'all for what feels like over half of this year that he was not going to be main event level caliber talent. He was not viewed as that. They were going to give him the title match against Roman, and then they were going to let him just walk his way back into the mid card where he ultimately deserves to be. He's not a bad talent. I don't hate LA Knight, but I've been telling you, y'all hopped on this hype train, and now he's lost in the shuffle. There's nothing else you could say to convince me otherwise of this. LA Knight is lost in the shuffle. He won't get back to the same status he was in. He was the flavor of the month. And at the end of the day, I said all of this would happen. And I was correct. Let me know if I'm wrong, though. If y'all think I'm wrong, give me an actual argument to tell me that LA Knight isn't lost in the shuffle because he's not going to have plans against Roman anytime soon. You're going to have Punk, Cody, probably maybe Seth at some point in that in that line. Solo is in that line. Jimmy's probably in that line. Where's LA Knight going to be in that line? In the back, right? He's not going to be at the front of the line to get Roman Reigns. He is lost in the mid card in the shuffle. And I told you this guy that, that I told you guys this would happen. I told you it would happen. Um, and so what is we'll end that there. We'll end that discussion there. I'm happy to have that discussion on the junkyard media group discord page in the discussion uh, episode discussion uh, section. I'm I'd be ha- more than happy to discuss this with you. Uh, and and if anyone can show me proof that LA Knight is not lost in the shuffle, look, it's cool that you could sell merch, but you're not top guy. You're not the top guy in that company anymore. CM Punk's back and completely erased your memory. No one cares about you anymore, LA Knight. No one cares. I'm I, I, Randy Orton's back. No one cares. Right. You're you're now going to be delegated to Slim Jim commercials, and and the mid card, which there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely fine, 
But everyone's sitting here telling me LA Knight's the future of the company, and I've been sitting here telling you, no, he's not. He's going to be delegated back to the mid-card when all these injuries come back and when, when CM Punk eventually comes back, right? Exactly the thing that I said happened did happen. Um, like I said, deadline will be uh, the predictions for deadline will come out Monday, take a, uh, excuse me, Wednesday. Um, so take a look out for that. Keep a, keep your eye out for that. Again, if you just turn your notifications on, if you're on podcast networks or even on YouTube, turn on your notifications, hit the subscription bar, turn on the notification bell, and you can uh, get a notification when the episode comes up and is ready to watch. That will be on Wednesday for NXT deadline predictions. With that being said, let's jump into what might be the funnest segment I'm going to do all year. Uh, it is the title segment. It is our main thing. That is We Too Deep's top 20 finest women in WWE. Um, and so how this is going to work is I have listed, and then first off, let's sort of give the context to this. In the Discord, DJ WavyD listed his uh, top 25 baddies, and he did WWE main roster. Now, I'm going to do WWE only, um, but it is also including NXT. Um, and and uh, with that... We are uh, basically my criteria is there is no criteria. It's, it's solely, I mean, this list is solely just going to be based on really appearance. Um, and so as we go through this list, um, I want to know what you guys think of it. I want to know, you know, your 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 thoughts on the list, on the segment itself, because because I know some people will will, will see, oh, we two teams doing this segment. He's going to be Brad Shepard. He's going to be out here objectifying women. And let me tell you something. I'm tired of hearing people say that. Like, like if we, and I'm not sitting here saying that women need to be like sex objects. Not at all. Uh, actually, the contrary. They're already, they understand that it's, that they sell themselves. And the men are selling themselves too. They're literally selling their body. Um, and that's why, you know, Bobby Lashley looks the way he does. Because if Bobby Lashley didn't look that way, he wouldn't be on TV, right? And and in the same way, what I want to say is I view all women as beautiful in and of itself. Women are definitely uh, the best thing ever created on this planet. Uh, and so they, are, they, they, just by being human beings and definitely for being women, I respect them. I respect each and every one of these people on this list for the mastery of their craft. And... And every woman not on this list, I respect. But this list is literally the criteria is, do I think you look good? Um, and so I couldn't settle it down to 20. I did have it at 20. Then I saw, uh, then I thought of another one. I was like, I don't know who I'm taking out to put this person on here. But this person has to be on this list. Um, and so this is actually going to be renamed We Too Deep's Hot top 21 finest women in WWE. Again, this does include NXT. So what I want you to do as I go through this is to recognize trends because I'm a trend person. So tell me the trends you, you, you can recognize in um, as I go through this list. So let's go ahead and start at number 21. That will be 
our current NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria. And I really don't know, like, because a year ago when she debuted, definitely would not be on the list. But over the last 365 days, Lyra Valkyria uh, has definitely, definitely, um, as I've seen her more on TV, has definitely become someone that, you know, I can look at and be like, yeah, right, you're right. Um, and, 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 and talking about this, there are several people I left off the list. Um, I'm talking Roxanne Perez. I'm talking uh, uh, Thea Hale that needs to be recognized. Thea Hale is, is a weird one for me. I've already sort of mentioned this. I feel weird talking about her in a attraction sense because she's only, what, like 19 years old? Uh, and so it's, it is kind of awkward for, for me to even consider, you know, judging her just on looks, just with how young she is. Um. Um, and so that, so there's that. Um, but I mean, she's on someone's list. Um, I just, when I look at someone like Roxanne and, and Thea, uh, I look at them like, yeah, they're cute, but they're not like, like you gotta be drop dead gorgeous to get on this list. And like Lyra sort of in that same category of like, yeah, you're cute. You're on the list. You're cute. I don't know if I would call you like drop dead, like make my heart skip a beat. We'll, we'll get to that part in the, in the list. Um, here in uh, a few few picks up the list. Um, so with that being said, number twenty of of the top twenty one, of course twenty one being Lyra. Number twenty is Sol Ruka. Now Sol Ruka, uh, what she has is she is uber athletic, and and this is one of the trends I want to see if you pick up on. I like athletic women. Uh, and so a lot of these people, WWE is going to start picking up out of, out of college. Um, eventually my list is just going to be them, uh, because I like athletic women. Um, and, and I, and I, and I sort of have on like a physical, st- uh, uh, side of things like the, so the average woman's height is like five, four, and I find that boring. I don't want average. Uh, and so like, if you're five, five foot, five foot one, like you're shorter, you're, you're super short find you massively attractive like oh like mm, that's cute she's fun size but if you're like five foot six five foot seven five foot eight uber attractive to me i don't know what it is um i do like taller women now i'm six two so as you approach six two if, you, if you're like five eleven six foot as uh, a little bit too much i don't need i don't need that much woman uh, I, I'm not against it, but, but, you know, definitely not looking for something my height or taller. Uh, right. And so Sol Ruka, I think she's like in the five, eight, five, nine range. She's a gymnast. She's uber athletic and that is uber attractive to me in the sort of physical attributes. Like when I look at you, am I attracted? Not necessarily, but it is the full package that I am, am rating anyway, moving forward to number 19, on the list um newcomer to the nxt television uh carmen petrovic y'all should know that she was going to be on the list i've been talking about her a lot over the last few weeks carmen petrovic will be top 10 here in the future i guarantee it i she's she's like drop dead gorgeous to me i just feel like she's too new to the product to put her in the top 10 um, and so she's on the list, 
Um, but yeah, she she's going to rise up the list um, over the over the next year um, or so. Number eighteen on the list, and the first trend you'll pick up on is the the the, the so far we've done solely just NXT ladies, and that's going to continue here with number eighteen as we put on Fallon Henley, and this is solely a gimmick thing. I love country girls and and she she's gorgeous without it but but i saw her in aew before she came to nxt she was wrestling in like aew dark in a match or or two and didn't even bat an eye when i saw her yeah she was cute but didn't really care right this just tells you how much a gimmick matters because fallon henley comes in she plays this sort of like country cowgirl with Briggs and Jensen and it just completely changes my perspective on how she looks. Um, she is drop dead beautiful. Um, and she's not top of the list. I'm telling you to make this list is hard. This, I, I literally think every woman in WWE in some way, shape or form is attractive. So to lower this to, to 21, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy to try to do. So at number 17, as we continue through this list, we have Cora Jade. Now, Cora Jade would be higher if it wasn't for um, all the surgery that she did. And it's and I'm not saying don't get, you know, a boob job. I don't really care. I just think she was cute without it. I don't really need her to, to look like a porn star. Um, and if, if, it's, if, if that's for her, if that's a personal reason she did it for whether it's like body image, how she views herself. Look, do whatever you want to do. Just personally for me, first off, I'm not really a boob guy. I'm going to be completely honest. I am definitely a butt guy. I love ass. Hey, look, like, like to me, and I'm going to be honest with you, like we already took this segment. Like this segment's uh, edgy as it already is to even be ranking this, right? So let's go ahead and say what I'm, what I'm thinking, right? To me... Anything more than a handful is too much titty. That's just how I view it, right? It's a waste of titty if it's more than a handful. Um, and so, you know, I'm not a I'm not a boob guy at all. I, I've I've never been. Don't necessarily like. I'm not saying they're bad. Like like I enjoy them, but I am more of an ass guy anyway. Um, so Cora Jade 17, cause she doesn't really have anything outside of now. She does have a, a cute face and, and like, I will definitely say she looks, um, she, she's definitely like attractive with the work that she got done, but you're not just going to get me with, with, uh, new, new, uh, new titties as the, as the camera goes out, that, that must be a sign. <laughs> Uh, see if we can get this fixed here. I uh, gotta love being live. Um,
Careful, isn't it?
Cause lately I've been